Hey friends, have you tweaked your spring skincare routine yet? This is definitely something to do to reduce things like signs of hyperpigmentation and skin sensitivities. Let's get your skin on your face and body and even your hair, the skin on your scalp, performing better. Join me in my spring skincare tutorials with round two starting now. Join the fun. Learn how to become your own skin pro in seven weeks through seven live lessons. If you can't make it live, that's okay. You can watch the replays as many times as you want at your convenience. In seven weeks, I'm gonna teach you how to master your basic skincare routine with your products, show you exactly how to use them, the order of operations, and also how to include things like facial gua sha, lymphatic drainage, and fascia release of the head and neck. I'm also gonna teach you some strategies for skin cycling around peels and retinols, not only for the face, but also for the arms and the legs and the whole body too. This is the time of year where we're showing a little bit more skin and it's time to tweak the products that you're using so that they're protecting you from photo damage and pigmentation and brown spots and also do some extra heavy lifting at home with your retinols, peels, and dermal rolling. My skincare tutorials is the only place I teach my live dermal rolling lesson on the face, eyelids, lips, neck, chest, hands, arms, and also the elbows and the knees. It's a really great cost-effective way to promote collagen and elastin, reduce pigmentation, as well as fine lines and wrinkles. Join the fun now over at my spring skincare tutorials at theschoolofradiance.com, and I'll see you soon. everyone, welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host as an advanced aesthetic registered nurse in facial and body rejuvenation. However, I would say that I am quite keenly interested in the entire body, mind, spirit realm. Beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned body, mind, and spirit. I've devoted my life to developing myself and my purpose now is to help develop you. I'd like to introduce you to my very special guest, Stephanie Lane, who joins us from San Diego. Stephanie is a business coach who works with female entrepreneurs to unlock their message so they can attract their dream tribe and audience. She is currently traveling around the USA and Canada for a year, taking her business on the road and connecting with new souls in various communities along the way. In the first episode of this three-part series, we are going to talk about why we both love Rebecca Campbell so much fangirl edition and how one question can change it all which is what lights you up in the second episode we are going to share how we met and our experience at rebecca campbell's workshop in portland oregon in the last episode we talk about why grounding is so important especially as female entrepreneurs leading a soul-led life hey everyone welcome back to this third part of the three-part series with the very beautiful and magical and spiritually evolved Stephanie Lane. Stephanie, can you tell us why grounding is so important, especially as female entrepreneurs leading a soul-led life? Well, the grounding concept, I just learned like two years ago. It's really ridiculous that I didn't learn this because for so long I felt like something was wrong with me, anxiousness, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, depression would come in, fearfulness, all these feelings. When I just needed to learn how to ground myself and ground my energy. It was a complete game changer for me when I figured out how to do this. So one of the things that when the weather permits is I put walking into my business plan. 
walking, I either go in the morning or I go in the afternoon for walks. And that's part of my grounding practice because when I've been able to ground and connect with Mother Earth, and I know it sounds to some people who are like, this sounds so hippie, but it works because you are away from technology 5g 5g emf EMF, all those all those technical things that has significant physiological effects on our bodies it does yes and if we are able to just look at a beautiful flower or look at uh the grass or see those geese i saw some canadian geese the other day and i saw a sea otter i've never seen a sea otter before they're pretty cute they're really cute they're actually really big they look like little dogs big dogs (laughs) uh but the question was, why is grounding so important, especially for female entrepreneurs, is because when you start your business, you are in front of a computer a lot, and you are doing a lot of the grind in the beginning, a lot of the work, a lot of the setting up, the technical stuff, and it can feel, you can feel isolated, you can feel alone, but the thing is when you are able to go outside and look at the stars or go, uh, able to go outside and go for that walk or smell the blossoms or, the or, hug cherry, the trees. or hug the trees, which you love to do. Which we actually tree totally did right before recording this We podcast. did. We actually sat on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> we sat on it and then an earthquake happened. Um, but that just is so important for a female entrepreneur because you're able to realize that you're not so big but you're not so small if Mm -hmm. that makes sense because I think when we're behind something our computer is like this lead magnet's not working what the heck it's not connecting to my wordpress site or whatever when you get frustrated you just go outside you take a breath of fresh air and you're like oh it's not that big of a deal. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can find someone off Fiverr to do that. Yeah, for like $5, <laughs> which you can, people. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but for females, we were talking about this. A lot of, especially myself, and I know you mentioned it, we are in our upper chakras. We're in the heart, the throat, uh, the third eye, and the crown. So that's coming from a lot of thinking, feeling, intuitiveness, And that's what happened to us is that we were, after Rebecca Campbell, we were floating (laughs) and we just needed to come back to earth. That amazing workshop. Amazing It was pretty life-changing. It was life-changing. It was, I cut my hair after it. (laughs) I just cut my hair recently. Yeah. You know what? I remember. You did have quite I I had a mane. Yeah, I had a mane. I cut it because I was like, you know, hair has energy. Just do a little hair shape. I needed a new transformation, which all women do. But I, and I'll give some tools of what I do for grounding. There's quite a few of them. Amazing. Well, I absolutely felt spiritually hungover after that incredible workshop. And for me to ground, I do live on an island, and Victoria is considered to be kind of like a smaller city for sure. But even the road noise really gets to me. And I think this, I was mentioning this earlier, goes back to when my head was in the books for so long. Because I did my nursing degree. I did a year in general chemistry, organic chem, biochem, studied for my MCATs, applied to med school, and really just realized I just want to do all of this amazing um, work with people online to rejuvenate the whole body, mind, spirit together. And so I think sounds started to really get to me at that point. And then when you're also a very sensitive individual, you do kind of have to put yourself in surroundings that are going to facilitate creativity. And so when I started my book, I started going to Salt Spring all the time. And you're getting way less EMF, 5G over there. It's so much quiet, so much more quiet than here. You don't hear any road noise. 
You might hear the odd airplane, but that's about it. Mm. And it's incredible. And it's just the creativity flows. So if you're kind of looking for ways to spark that, get out in nature, go to some small islands or small cities and stay in like a secluded cabin and go into the woods by yourself. (laughs) Go in the woods, cut your hair. (laughs) No, yeah. The sparking the creativity, it's interesting that you say that because my husband and I used to go to this spa near our home. It was about two hours. It was this really nice spa and it was quiet and service. there was no service. And he would always bring all these books and things he wanted to read. But as soon as we got there, he would just conk out. He would just be out for three days, just like so relaxed because he could allow himself to relax and ground. It was very grounding energy. It was the desert. Mm -hmm. And we forget to do that because especially like living in, I'm right now in an Airbnb that's on the third floor. I'm not grounded. And I work in an office building. I'm on the third floor. You pointed that out to me today. I'm like, Yeah, that's why walks are so important and walks are my business plan. Like I have to go on walks. I usually block off either from two to three to go on my walk or I go in the morning and I listen to a podcast or I I try not to listen to too much anymore because Mm -hmm. I do want to just earlier we were listening to the birds in your um, backyard and they're so beautiful, but grounding has really been a game changer as much as meditation, but grounding has helped me deal with other people's energy mm-hmm. yeah yeah especially because I work with clients and I do one-on-one work I do coaching and it's really easy for me to absorb their stuff yep. and I don't want to absorb it mm-hmm. that's their stuff that's a skill to learn I see you know about seven to ten clients in a day in the office mm. and you have to cleanse you know what? We actually just attract really great women. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, that's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I have the loveliest clients. Um, we attract a very discerning crowd who want to look natural and want to just feel vibrant and enjoy the process and have a guide to help them along that journey. So it's quite a privilege to have these women come to me and hold that space for them. But going to the Rebecca Campbell workshop really taught me to hold that feminine space on a deeper level. Which is such an incredible skill for women to learn because one of the things she talks about in, I can't remember if it's Rise, Sister, Rise, or Light is the New Black, but the era of burning witches. And I love talking about this. Yeah, and it's fascinating what she said because she explained it in a way that actually made a lot of sense. Because at that point, women were just ratting each other out. If they were a healer, say they gave someone like a tincture to solve a sore stomach, they'd be burned at the stake. It was the weirdest thing. So Mm -hmm. it was like that inability to trust other women was almost ingrained in us. Even in our DNA, it's almost like this remembered concept. What do you think about that? Well, it's interesting because... As women, we're told to not trust each other, rat each other out, always have your, always look at your back kind of thing. If, if someone's going to backstab you, this was the paradigm that I grew up in and we were both the same age. So we grew up in the same time. But the thing is with the burning witches, I believe that happened and it happened because the patriarch, we can go there. The patriarch didn't like to see healers, women helping others because they wanted to bring in a different type of medicine or they wanted to bring in something that they could regulate rather than like 
people felt more comfortable instead of going to their doctor they felt more comfortable going to the midwife and so they just tried to eliminate the competition and as they were eliminating the competition every all the women got scared so everybody was ratting each other out and nobody you know pointing fingers she said this she said that and it's so terrifying and so sad because this actually still happens and we're in a western society and it doesn't really happen that much no one's going to get burned mm-hmm. but in other countries if some a woman like you know shows exposes her hair then she's going to be stoned to death it still happens and if a woman wants to drive i know that saudi arabia not to get political but saudi arabia just uh, let women drive in 2018 mm-hmm. they were like they were banned from driving now they're all driving there. now they're all you driving know, they're McLaren's. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're maseratis <laughs> but it's just really beautiful to see that there's a shift of like no longer pointing and being like who is really pinning us against each other mm-hmm. i i mean i've pointed fingers at girls and you know i've spread rumors and they've spread rumors it's it's really a genetic thing that we've learned and we've been passed on, but it has to stop. But then once you get aware of it, you notice when you people notice do it. it. And so I, like I really started... Yeah, well, I, I don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very confrontational. But I was at an event and I was speaking with a woman and I can't remember the specifics around the conversation or whatnot, But she said something that was quite jarring to me to the effect of, you know, not everybody is going to like you. Mm -hmm. And, well, okay, I get that. But it was, like, the way that she said it. Mm. It was from, like, a really unloving perspective to the effect that, um, you know, not everybody wants you to succeed, things Mm -hmm. like that. It's like, why would you even say that? I don't quite understand. I had that That? happen to me, too, in an event. Yeah. Yeah, I was... um... I'm sorry that happened to you. And that's that's no, it's I'm over it, but I observed it at that point, mm. and so it's like that is really not a woman I want to connect with. Mm. Absolutely, if... and that, I mean that's fine. Like you pick who you want to speak with, but when she showed me that side to her, I was like, whoa. Yeah, no. she showed you, and she showed you quickly, very quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Like, oh, not everyone's gonna like you. Or not everyone's gonna like that. Not everyone's gonna like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little. People con- are gonna be jealous. People don't want to see you succeed. I'm a little con- uh, confrontational. I don't really mind it. I think it's kind of. I do it in a really fun way. When people are all on their phones at a restaurant, I don't do this anymore. My husband told me not to do it anymore, <laughs> but I used to do this. I walk by them. Oh, I guess nobody's interesting enough to talk to. And oh then, snap! Oh snap! And then I walk away. And then, <laughs> It's so funny because everyone's face drops. They've been called out. They they do like this flustered thing and they're like, oh, oh, oh. But, oh, but it was really important. Yeah. They get so <laughs> it, it's it's really messed up that I do that. But <laughs> awesome. I try not to do that anywhere. But where was I going with this story? Oh yes, I had a woman maybe three years ago I was at an event. I was wearing this really pretty top and it had a little bit of cleavage, whatever. And I remember her saying, uh, she like looked down, she's like, you're beautiful, and uh, but only people are only going to like you for your breast or something like that. It was something along this those lines. It was a super low vibe person. It was very low vibe. And then what happened was she went to lunch with me 
And she roped me into having lunch by myself with her. And I was so angry about it because I didn't speak up. Now I would have spoken up and been mm. like, hey, girl, I'm not having lunch. Not like that. But like, hey, I see my friends over there. I'm going to go have lunch Sorry, with them. But I felt <laughs> bad. So I had lunch with this low vibe woman Oof. that was going through a terrible divorce. And I was just about to get married. So the last thing I want to be around is someone like I'm on my high and she's on her low. <laughs> and anyways the rest is history but I've had that happen to me too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm really selective who I hang out with and we were talking earlier about how you kind of get to a point where when you want those awesome female relationships it you know there can be a little bit of a dry spell and then it's just like whoosh okay awesome chicks coming your way to hang out with and girl nights every time and and full (laughs) moons all the time yeah, I when you go through a cleanse or a spiritual awakening, and you'll know when you go through one, your friends tend to fall fall away. Most not not all of them, but a lot of them because they're no longer aligned with what you want and how you and how you desire. I had a friend from nine years old until twenty five, twenty six. I think I saw her on my birthday, and I was like, "This is the last time I'm gonna see you." I like literally said that goodbye. Like I released her oh. because we had. Our friendship just will no longer... It served its purpose. It oh. ran its course. See, I wouldn't say that. I didn't say it to her. I said oh. it in my head. Oh, I see. I thought you said it to oh, her. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I don't think I'd say that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. I said it in my head. Yeah. I said it in my head. I said, I think this is the last time... I probably should preface that. <laughs> this is the last time I'm going to see you. I love you. Goodbye. In my head. And Gave her a cool. hug. Yeah. And it was fine. Send her good vibes here and there. Send her good vibes. Definitely. But other than that, it's just you start to get this snowball of amazing friends and these women that are the same values as you because we forget that there's not much of us out there yet. There's more of us coming and there are more of us waking up. But when we do find someone that's like my my sister, my friend, you kind of just want to like fangirls scream at each other and then like everybody at the Rebecca Campbell workshop yes and then you just want to go drink hibiscus tea and you're not talking about like oh I just got this fabulous Chanel handbag or you really should save up for that handbag because it's a really good investment (laughs) perfect no that is not my jam (laughs) oh is that what you is that what you've heard Mm -hmm. oh yeah I just I don't want to be around that because that's not life but, I mean, it's okay to enjoy the finer things in life. It is. I, I mean, love, yeah. I got my Louis and Dior's and all that stuff. But, I mean, they're not investments. In, in San Diego, it's, uh, what are you working on? Who? How, how big is your audience? What's going on? Because it's a big entrepreneur town. Right. Uh, what's your program? What are you selling? What's your pricing? It's like the one-up in business. Where L.A. was more the, this is what I have. Right. San Diego is more like, what do you do and how are you doing it better than me? Or how am I doing it better? Not everybody, but that energy is there. And it's very, it's kind of like stacking. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think the vibe is in Victoria here? I mean, I've only been here for a week and a half. It's a really chill vibe. It seems like everyone's kind of like interested in metaphysics and spirituality uh, the food's really good here. Yeah, I do so many that. restaurants. It's oh, crazy. I know. I actually want to go eat somewhere after this. <laughs> the food's really good, but my impression is very open-minded, kind people. Mm-hmm. It's 
refreshing to get out of California. Yeah, I don't feel like we're really caught up in that stuff. And then when I go to Vancouver, I do feel that a lot. And well, Vancouver is like a mini Seattle and San Francisco. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of money in Vancouver. Well, you have to make money to live there now. Oh, my gosh. But everyone's 30 grand in debt there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone looks the part. It's keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, everyone yeah. looks the part. And here I feel like it's a lot of like young families, baby boomers, like old money, things like that. Like people aren't quite as showy here. It's more, you're more awesome the more you're going in nature. <laughs> That's why everyone has a canoe where I'm, where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, you've noticed that. That's funny. I'm like, everyone has a canoe here. Like they have parking for their canoes. I've never seen that before. <laughs> parks everywhere there's, there's parks. beaches everywhere it's quiet but it's gorgeous oh here. i want to share my grounding techniques can i share them with you guys yes please all right one of them is you know just placing your feet down on the ground let's all do this y'all let's just do this and then roll your shoulders up and down and then just envision envision visualize your feet grounding down to the ground like roots and then you just take a couple of deep breaths My other favorite one is taking salt baths, Epsom salt baths. Uh, that's a really fabulous one. Um, drinking tea, lemon tea is very grounding. Without the rinds though, because rind without pesticides. Yes, without that. I use... Um, you know what's I, up. Yeah, I know what's up. Yeah, <laughs> using that. Lemon tea is really nice. Also, what um, walks have been really nice. Taking your shoes off. So you see those hippies that take their shoes off, and they're actually doing something right. You have to take your shoes off, and you actually have to feel Mother Earth on your feet, on your bare feet, not on your soles. It can be for uh, one minute to 30 minutes, whatever feels really good. Rachel likes to hug trees. <laughs> she likes to hug trees. I like to physically touch and ground. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to taking your shoes off. Similar. But it's that exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the ones I like to do for grounding. Also, lots of plants. Uh, in my old house, I used to have a ton of plants. Let's just, like, preface this whole grounding situation and break it down to you in a really easy-to-understand. Take your shoes yeah. off. Go outside for a second. No, but we ground our homes when we build it. Oh, the yeah. The electrician takes a spike, drives it into the ground of course you know so this. that the electrical circuits mm-hmm. are grounded. Mm-hmm. Right? So that when you go and plug something in, you don't get a shock. So we ground our housing circuits, but we forget that our bodies are, you know, we're this amazing physiological masterpiece. And every time our body makes something called ATP from our very fabulous mitochondria, uh, there's an electron transport chain and there's protons, there's electrons, things that are kind of flying around and there's gradients. That's what makes energy in our body. And if you don't ground yourself, you can accumulate, you know, too much negativity, too much positivity, and you have to actually give your body a way to exchange it. I love that. What's the science of it? Thanks for the science. I'll give you the woo. You give me the science. You're welcome. Yeah. And then there's, there's these discs that you can buy too. They're called Polar Aid and they help to actually, um, absorb or deter. I'm not exactly sure which mechanism it uses, but uh, electromagnetic frequencies. What about this? My dad My dad has Parkinson's, and so he gave me this um, magnet. magnet mm. And he said that magnets are really good for 
grounding is that? Well, anyone who does acupuncture mm-hmm. or works with traditional Chinese medicine, they know that the body has meridians and different uh, grids, energetic grids to the body. And when there's a disruption, there's an ailment that mm. occurs after mm-hmm. due to that disruption. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for your knowledge. It's kind of important to just like get back to our hippie roots because that stuff is kind of what it's actually all about. It's not about having the fancy Chanel or Dior or Louis handbag. And or not even those not even those Christian Louboutin shoes. Even though they're really pretty, very bad for your spine, for your pelvic, for your pelvic floor. <laughs> <laughs> they're bad for your pelvic floor? Yeah, someone said that like, they pull your tailbone forward, like oh. heels do. I wear wedges. I'm a wedge girl. Nice. I wore wedges to my wedding. Awesome. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, grounding is super important. If you don't have a grounding practice, I recommend that you just go on YouTube and look up some grounding ideas. Uh, because if you want to age well, you do have to look after your body. And that's kind of one of the first things. And it might sound a little woo-woo at first, but it is really important to acknowledge that you have a body. And there's a whole bunch of really cool tiny mechanisms happening that we need to spend some time balancing. So seeing your alternative healthcare providers to facilitate that for you, whether it's through acupuncture or some type of energetic healer, like you understand Reiki and things like that, movement of energy in the body, like this stuff is legit. It's good good stuff to spend your time and attention on. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us for this amazing series and talking about Rebecca Campbell, grounding, what lights you up, and also just to encourage you guys, uh, if you knew you would be supported, what would you do? Think about that, write down a list of about 10 things that come to mind, and just spend some time meditating on it and bring your awareness to it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie, in this episode. Where can people find you? You can find me at stephanielane.net or I love hanging out on Instagram at stephlane111. Be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, share it on your social media, and tag me at Rachel Varga Official and Steph at stephlane111. Don't forget to head on over to rachelvarga.ca and pre-register for my upcoming course to help you age impossibly well on the inside and out. I'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) 